2: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Thursday, April fourth, two thousand nineteen, and I'm Steve Peasley, And of course, I thank you for joining me today, as you do every day. And I hope you will also call me today with all your investing questions. Any investing questions, as long as it deals with anything financial, I'll be able, I'll be able to answer. And because I have a lot of computers at my fingertips, and I can type in a lot of things quickly and get the answer for you. Now, there is obviously no requirement to call me, obviously, but, you know, your participation makes this show much more interesting to more people, and that's what I'm after. I'm I'm after to teach people and make it interesting to learn. Remember, our goal here on Talk is to help you achieve your financial freedom, and by doing that, we answer questions. We want to make you a better investor. How do we do that? Education. So... You know, and we do this all about, you know, it's all about independent thinking and us, everybody sharing the success that we all want to achieve. So that's what we're about today. We're about this every day. In this hour, I'm going to do my best to help you forget, uh, for, for, forget to a path, to get to a financial path that you can actually become wealthy. And it can be done. The earlier you start, the easier it is. You can you can do it. It's not hard other than you've got to be disciplined and you got to spend less money than you earn. And most people can't do that. But I'm hoping that most people listening to the show can. So it's not that hard. You can do it. So now, as long once we start taking some calls. Our number is 888 99 chart. We are live, 888 992 4278 Now on today's invest talk, the main talking point will be five smart ways to invest your tax refund. Because most people are getting an 80% get a tax refund. I don't, but 80% of uh, 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 workers out there get a tax refund. So what do you do with it? 60% of Americans have already filed their 2018 tax returns, probably more than that now. And the average return is about $2,700. That's quite a bit. That can build wealth. So that's going to be the main talking point. I also want to talk about the ADP job report that came out yesterday and the the official jobs report that comes out tomorrow. I want to discuss those things. Um, the S&P is up to six days in a row. And all of this on trade talk optimism, and you know they uh, let's see who who somebody said ninety percent. I don't know if it's Trump or one of his trade guys said that ninety percent of the the deal with China is complete. But what about that last ten percent? do not want to talk about that. New research suggests getting getting rid of debt makes your mind work better. Getting rid of debt makes your mind work better. This is new research from the, new- the National University of Singapore. So we're going to talk about that. Getting rid of debt makes your mind work better. Hmm. That'd be fun. We'll see if that's true. But, you know, those are the main talking points we're going to discuss today. We can talk about any other things. You know, what, what's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? You know, there's a lot of economic news out. And this has been a pretty big week of economic news. Uh, so, is well, I think the market's up, what, 10 to 14% depending on which index you want to look at so far. Remember, it bottomed right at the end of December and January. It came crashing down. And now it's come back. But it's not back to where it was. But it's getting close. That's called resistance, that getting back to that point that we were being, you know, the top they made in, what, September, October last year? That, that's resistance now as it comes up to that point. So what can drive it higher? Well, maybe economic news. In the economy, uh, the latest ISM non-manufacturing numbers out yesterday were a little disappointing. Manufacturing numbers are better than expected, but the non-manufacturing, which is the service sector, by the way, came in at 56.1 for March. It was 59.7 in February. Anything above 50 is expansion. Expansion of the economy. Google is forcing uh, vendors to run the employee benefits gauntlet for any temporary workers those vendors employ. Here's a story. In order to do business with Google, Vendors have been told that they must begin offering benefits in stages. First up, Google contractors will have to pay a $15 minimum wage. Google's new rules will eventually require that independent contractors, who are usually employed by third-party companies, also receive 12 weeks paid parental leave. There's going to be problems with this. Google is demanding other employers to do business with Google, to meet a certain set of requirements. Why is there going to be problems? Because Google is acting like a monopoly. That's why. They're monopolistic. This is a monopolistic attitude. I can see this coming down hard on Google. Now, I'm not saying it's right or wrong what they're doing. I'm just saying that this is a monopolistic practice. Of demanding other people doing business with me, what they do, and they can't go anywhere else; they don't have an option to go other places. And now you're going to say, "Well, they could use another service rather than Google," but not when Google has what 70% of the business, 80% of the business. That's going to this. This kind of behavior is the behavior that attracts government entities. It will. Early today, UBS told clients that they doubt that Apple will be able to produce a 5G capable iPhone until sometime in 2021. it's due to the lack of necessary chipsets from Intel. Not Apple problem, but Intel. Intel, though, has stated otherwise in spite of this news. Apple's shares are up. They're trading about 185 from around $150 last year per share, $185 now. Those are the kinds of articles that are out there. It was a pretty interesting day. And, remember, we've had a lot of economic numbers out this week. And some of them been a little worried, but did you see the uh, unemployment claims this morning? Well, it was 202,000, lowest since 1969. Remember, that's a weekly report, the un- weekly unemployment claims report. 202,000, lowest since 1969. That may, maybe probably bodes well for tomorrow's jobs report. We'll see. We'll see. There's always kind of, all kinds of news, and we always will talk about them. First, though, let's go ahead and talk to Brandon in Texas. How you doing, Brandon? Good. How are you? I am good. How's it going out there in Texas? I was just in Texas last week. Yeah, I heard about that. Visiting okay. relatives. Uh, yeah. Oh, hot here. I was out in uh, Heath. You know where uh, Heath is? Energy, B-U-K. Okay. My uh, grandfather actually bought into the stock for me back in 2009, and it was in an account that I couldn't touch until I turned 21 last year. Um, I've been holding it for a while. I've been watching it. Uh, it's been going up and down. It's bounced off of a uh, all-time high. I'm wondering, should <laughs> I just hold on to the stock? Because it's about 100% of my portfolio. Should I just hold on to the stock and just keep taking the dividend, or should I kind of diversify into maybe like a REIT? Um, they, the payout ratio right now is 97%, and that's kind of scaring me. Yeah, that's a high. That's high. Duke Energy, everybody. D-U-K is the symbol is Who, what we're talking about. Provides electricity and natural gas utilities to 7.7 million people. This is a really solid company, but as you know, Brendan, I don't like owning 100% of anything. That's just way too dangerous. Not, No one does that. Not even the people who start big corporations like Google Apple they don't hold 100% of their stocks they diversify as soon as they can because it's too risky it's just not smart money management even though Duke is a very good company and you know pays a nice dividend 4.2 percent and yeah but I, I think I would diversify diversify and this would be a good point to start diversifying because it's at that high. So, um, yeah, I would diversify it, and I would probably buy more than just a REIT. I would probably buy an ETF to get better diversification, you know, than being a, a number of stocks rather than just a two, Duke and and a, and a REIT, you know what I'm saying? Those are, REITs are really good dividend payers, and I like them, depending on which ones you buy, but I think it would be better served maybe by an ETF, exchange-traded fund that... Diversifies. And if you're looking for dividends, there are dividend ETFs. I have a short list of them if you want them. You can send me an email, and I'll send it to you. Just ask me. Send me an email, I'll send you the short ETF list of high-dividend payer ETFs. They pay, that's what they invest in, high-dividends. Brandon, appreciate the call. Thank you. That was Duke, everybody, D-U-K. I like it. utility, and utilities have done very well this year. They usually do well in harder and latter economic uh uh, a expansion in the late part of it. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. I want to remind you to be here each Friday when I share selected excer- excerpts from our KPP premium newsletter. And that's coming out tomorrow. The newsletter provides, you know, kind of a weekly roundup of what's going on. A couple of stock ideas in there. Uh, consumer Consumer Watch. There's four sections. It comes out every Friday. If you want to subscribe, go to InvestTalk.com. I'm ready to take your questions at 888 99Chart.
0: It's a fast moving invest talk, and we're already into the second quarter of 2019. You want unbiased investing guidance, right? Of course you do, because it can help you achieve financial freedom. Steve Peasley is here now, taking your calls live. So, step up with your
2: questions. 888 99 chart. 888 992 4278. That's what my number is. Time to give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. So, our main talking point today is ways to use your tax return. There's, you know, everybody, not everybody, most people get a tax return. What is about 70, 80% of people? So far, 60% of people have, have already. File their tax returns, probably more than that, because this article is a day or two old. Yeah, two days old, so I'm more than that. Remember, the 15th has come around next, what, week and a half or so? So the average return is about $2,700. The millennials, their average return is going to be a little over $3,000. So that Generation X is a little under $3,000. So everybody's getting quite a bit of money out there. What do you do with it? How about not spending them? That's the biggest problem with with people today is they spend every dime they get. You don't have to spend it. You know, you don't have to have that new piece of clothing or the new tech gadget or a new game thing. You don't you don't have to have that. What you have to do is concern yourself with the future. And most young people don't. But you really should. So you can open up an IRA or contribute that money to an IRA. It's a good, easy way to get started for the year on your contributions to your IRA or your 401k. Put it towards your 401k if you have one of those. Either one. You know, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you don't have an IRA and you don't have a 401k, get one. Now, you may not be able to get one in the 401k because that's offered by an employer, but you can get you can open up an IRA almost with anybody and then start putting money in and invest it so there's nothing that's pretty easy to do what you, you just have to start investing, you got to get started. If you haven't got started, you got to get started. It's not hard. You just heard me talking to who was that, Brandon, about uh, Duke Energy. His grandfather did him a big favor, gave him a stock eight, nine years ago, however many years ago I said, and it's paid dividends ever since. And the stock has gone up and now. He wants to diversify. You know, he, you know, his father, grandfather did that. Maybe you could do that for your kids. Open up a 529 program for their education if you have kids. Or if you don't, how about your nieces and nephews? One of them. You know, how about yourself? You know you can open up a 529 program for yourself. Did you know that? Or your wife or husband or your partner. Anybody. Your next door neighbor. Maybe you should put money away for college. 529 is college. for college. It grows tax-free, that money, you know, as you invest in a 529 program. Anyways, you can do something with it is the point. Now, we're heading into a break. We're coming back with a question about dividend yields. And I do thank you for listening today. And, yes, we do know there's still occasional audio breakup. We have been working on that with AT&T. It has been nothing but a nightmare trying to get this thing solved. 888-99-CHART.
0: This is InvestTalk. Your decision-making process can benefit from practical and unbiased advice if you consult with Steve or Justin. And on May 1st, Steve Peasley will be in San Jose to offer complimentary portfolio review consultations. So don't miss this opportunity. Register now at investtalk.com.
2: Okay, let's go to Jake in Manhattan. And Manhattan is a... If you have never visited the Big Apple Manhattan, you've got to go. I worked there for three years when I first graduated from college and and really enjoyed the city. Of course, I couldn't afford the city, but I did enjoy it. Jake, how are you doing? I'm
0: doing well. Thank you so much, Steve.
2: Thanks for the call. I
0: have a... uh... A quick question about dividend yields for AT&T and Verizon. Yes. read a number of articles uh-huh. debating which one's a better play for a three to five-year hold or potentially five, seven-year hold for a dividend. Um, I know AT&T uh-huh. is, used to be the more safe play. Now they're investing in streaming, which is a bit more risky. Verizon's making some headway at 5G. So I'm just wondering which one right. do you see as a, a five to seven-year investment playing out if it's for a dividend play?
2: <laughs> Yeah, that is a tough question. Both of them pay very nice dividends. Verizon pays 4.1 percent right now, and AT&T uh, pays a 6.4. Verizon has had a more steady growth pattern, growth path, I should say, over the years, and I think Verizon has the edge going forward on the 5G. AT&T, as you mentioned, Jake, is going—you know—they're going to 5G too. So, but I think Verizon has a head start on them. And AT&T is trying to diversify into content. Content is they bought, um, uh, not War- was it Warner? Um, I think it was. They bought a comp. was it? War- yeah, uh, Warner Brothers uh, to try to provide more content through their pipes. And you can understand why they're doing that. I totally get it. But they're moving into a very heavy competitive area, which Netflix has, you know, the, the giant lion share and everybody's trying to you know snap at their heels to get part of that but uh if it was me if you were going to say Steve which one would I what should I buy um, for the next 5 years that would be a very difficult question for me to answer but I probably would go with Verizon <laughs> not AT&T gotcha. if you're going to push me okay I like them both but I think VZ Verizon has a better shot at you know, continuing Thank to you. be on the cutting edge. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Sam in Tallahassee, Hasse, which I have been to Tallahassee last year. I was there last year. How are you doing, Sam? All right. Good. How are you? I am good. Thank you for the uh, call.
0: I have a question about Bayer. Um you know, I work in agriculture, and I think bears making a lot of great products, but with their mounting lawsuits with Roundup, and the price has dropped a lot recently, and I'm wondering if it's a good time to buy whether they're so low.
2: You know, that's been a tough question in our own office. Uh, Justin is very bearish on um, bear. I'm not as bearish. But you have to realize that you're buying. If you're buying bear, you're buying all those lawsuits, and there's going to be over ten thousand of them before this is over. Right now, there's what six or eight thousand. There's going to be a lot of them, and they'll be combined in a class action suit probably. But we're talking years of litigation. And that always worries me—the length of time of that litigation. And they had one verdict recently that was a big buck, so that's going to make everybody think that that's what they're all going to get, and everybody's going. And it's not going to be true. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe we don't need to buy the problems they have. I don't think we need to participate in it, and I, I probably would not recommend it, Sam. Because yeah, right. there's I- other better companies to buy. Appreciate the call, though. Thank you. And it is a very tough question because, you know, the PE is well below 10 now. I mean, it's really low. But the E is the problem. They're going to grow their E, but how much of it they're going to have to pay out for those lawsuits. That's the big issue. So I think it's cheap. I'm not as negative as Justin is on it, but I don't know if I want to buy a load of problems. Appreciate the call. Thank you, Sam. Good Bear a symbol of B-A-Y-R-Y, B-A-Y-R-Y. ADP, that, ADP is a, the, the payroll service. They come out every month with a, a jobs report, and this is only for private sector jobs. And they came out with it, uh, was it yesterday? $129,000, 129,000 jobs for, for March. That's what they estimate, the private sector jobs. The official number comes out tomorrow. Tomorrow, And that would include private jobs and public jobs. That's the official job report. Uh, Do you remember what the official job report was last month? See, if you're you're as into it as I am, you would know it's like 20,000, 22,000 jobs produced. Very disappointing. I will tell you this right now. If tomorrow the government comes out with a March report and it's in that area again, the market's going to take a huge hit. I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to see more of a normal 170,000, 200,000 jobs, somewhere in that range. I think that's what you're going to see. Anyways, even the 129,000 private sector jobs reported by ADP, that's the lowest number in 18 months. They, that's, that's, that's not necessarily good. We're getting that kind of mixed signals here in our economic numbers. Tomorrow on InvestDoc, savvy startups are choosing to base their business dreams in more affordable locations. So we're going to talk about five places emerging as America's new technology hotspots. That's tomorrow, everybody. For now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART.
3: Your typical workday can be very busy. Assignments, appointments, responsibilities, obligations, sometimes you start early and end late. For that reason alone, you may already be looking to the future, to a period when your money, your accumulated assets are working for you and ultimately creating financial freedom. There are many voices suggesting financial planning services, but there's one company, one firm that offers a balanced variety of strategically designed investment plans. One firm that applies decades of experience to enable a client personalized collaboration. One firm that can show you how to optimize an investment portfolio that fits your lifestyle objectives and risk tolerance limitations. One firm that speaks with a clear, logical, and unbiased voice. Start with a contact call to KPP Financial, or visit kppfinancial.com.
0: In today's market, more than ever, you need unbiased investing guidance because it can help you achieve financial freedom. Well, you've come to the right place Invest Talk. And Steve Peasley is here now taking your calls live. So step up with your questions 888 99 Chart.
2: 888-992-4278. nine nine two four two seven eight. We're going to talk to my favorite, my favorite person who lives in Menlo Park, and that's Art. How you doing, Art? Good, Steve. How are you today? I am good. Thank you for the call.
3: Yeah, Steve. I, I just wanted to find out uh, what you thought about uh, Kraft Heinz at this time. KHC. Because I was thinking
2: about okay.
0: picking some up, uh, but uh it seems like well, it's yeah. out. And, um, yeah, it does look
2: like it's not, bottomed uh, out. It does. Uh, yeah, so I think this uh, might be a I good price. It's, Go ahead. Okay. We're kind of, this is Kraft Heinz Company, everybody. The symbol is KHC. Makes food products such as beverages, cheeses, convenient... Mills other grocery products sold worldwide. It's a forty billion dollar company, and they've hit, have had some hard times here recently. A year ago, they were sixty dollars a share or so, and today at thirty two, and it took a really bad hit, going from forty nine dollars down to in the mid thirties in just one day, in like late February, early March. So you know that was a bad problem for them. And I don't, do you remember why that happened, Uh, Art? I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay, maybe I lost Art. Anyway, it's been moving sideways. Remember, I always tell you, well, wait, don't move sideways for a while. And this has moved sideways now for over a month. And it's at $32.69. Uh, they're going to make $2.08 this year. That's down That's down for $3.52 last year, so it's a big down. And then next year, it's going to go up a little bit, up about 4%. Sales are growing 1%, 2%, nothing fantastic. The dividend is almost 5%, 4.9%. And that's kind of why you buy this stock. It doesn't have the great prospects. So you want to buy it cheap. You want to buy it cheap, and this is pretty darn cheap. Had a decent day today. It was up at um, 1.36%. It's not going to be a screamer on you, but this is probably as low as it's going to go unless more problems come on. I want to know why that big drop before I buy it. See if that big drop is like a one-time thing. Is it going to be? Con- is there something you know consistently that's going to be bothering the company for years to come, or is it just a short-term issue? If it's a short-term issue, it could be that they bought a big, you know, they bought some other company and it wasn't as good deal as I'll try to look it up next break. Um, uh, I'm trying to find out. I I need to find out what happened there before I buy it. But this and on a chart, this would be the kind of stock if you're waiting buying something long-term and it's cheap. And it's big blue chip company, which meets all those criteria, and it has a nice dividend. This isn't what you want. You want to buy them cheap. Appreciate the call, Art. Thank you. 88899 99 chart 888-992-4278. The market was up today. Well, kind of mixed. Not up. The Dow was up 166 points. The Nasdaq was down 34. The S&P was up 6. And I think that makes the sixth day in a row with the S&P up. Six days in a row. And it's all on that trade optimism coming out of China and the trade negotiation with China and the U.S. I think that's what we're seeing. Because the economic numbers are mixed. There's some good ones, some bad ones. It's not like that would be a driver. The driver is going to be a trade deal. That could be a driver for the market. But I believe and I think that most of the good news is probably built into the stock price so uh, you know, so I don't know when they get the deal. I just don't know how how much of a bump up it's going to provide. It will provide a deep background for future growth of our economy, and that is good for the stock market. But I don't think you're going to see a huge move up necessarily because they consummate the deal. And they say that ninety percent of the deal is complete, but it's that last ten percent. You know that the last ten percent is the hardest part. They probably said, well, we can agree to this and we agree to that and we can agree to that. But, you know, let's put that this part on back burner because that's going to be really difficult. Now that's what they're dealing with. It might be a problem. It might be a problem coming to terms in that last 10%. So let's say it takes a long time. What will happen to the market? I think the market will just meander. I don't think it's going to. If they continue to do it, the longer it takes, the more worried the market might get, and then that might be a soft market. I don't think it's going to crash based on that, because there's always going to be hope that the deal will be done. If the deal doesn't, if talks break off and say, we can't agree on the last 10%, we're done, the market's going to go down. Just be aware, because the market is expecting good news eventually. from, And I think President Trump needs it. He needs it and wants it for his re-election next year. So, he's going to he's gonna push hard to get this done. Okay, we're going to go to Rahash in North Carolina. He wants to talk about CVS. How are you doing, Rahash?
3: Hi. Uh, hi, Steve. Uh, I'm a daily listener, and I heard from you that you bought CVS, and it's a good price, and then few days back when uh, 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 Justin, right? Yes. Uh-huh. When, uh, yeah, when he someone asked him about CDS, he was completely against it. So, I see that you both are uh, uh, saying... We don't always opinion. agree. You just wanted to know.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, we, all, we, don't, we don't I'm the guy that makes the final decision, but we don't always agree. Uh, you know, for instance, he thinks Tesla is going to go out of business. I think that's a possibility. I think they're going to have a lot of financial problems, but I don't necessarily think they're going to go out of business. Uh, so it, it, it's, you know, if if I wanted a yes person to work with, I would have hired people that would just agree with me, but I'd rather have people disagree with me and we argue about it and come up with a, come up with a, a a consensus. And if we can't agree, then I'll make the decision. Yeah, you know, that that's how that works.
3: Okay. Um, so CVS operates... Positive eight th- about CVS?
2: Well, I think it's bottomed. I think it's, you know, with a seven price earnings ratio going down to six if it doesn't move, with a growth rate in sales of 12%, yeah, I understand it's got issues. I think that it's cheap enough. I don't think it's a value trap. He thinks it's a value trap. But I think $54 billion in size... I think it can 3.7% dividend. I and not that much debt. I mean, it has some debt, but not not crushing debt or anything like that. I think this is about the bottom. 53 dollars or so is about the bottom. 52, 53. And it's right now at 53.40. It's fell hard from 80 dollars back in December all the way down. Uh, if you can be patient, I think it. I think you will. I think it'll reward you. I think you get rewarded by buying. CVS. So we're not going to agree. So he made. Did you? So you got to be patient, though. You got to, you know, unless something else new comes out that makes change my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, I think CVS is a good buy right here. Okay? Appreciate the call. CVS is a symbol. You know, they have almost 10,000 pharmacies, drugstores, you know, in 49 states. They're big. $54.4 $54.4 billion. This is Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. I hope you are making the right choices with your money, maybe in your 401k if you have that. If you're getting free money, matching from your employer, you definitely got to put money in your 401k. Now, unless you have a lot of time to study fundamentals and trends and charts and all that time, it's going to be difficult for you to manage your own funds. You know that. And hopefully, that's where we can help you. Yeah, you know, KPP, KPP Financial. We do have in your 401ks. We even can help you there. We have a math-based model that guides your choices and what you should buy based on your own personal risk tolerance. You know, so maybe something you might be interested in. We provide that service. Uh, it's a subscription fee. Read about it. I uh, read about it. Uh, about it's called the Active 401 Program. I'm sorry, the Active 401k Program at Investock.com. And I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART.
0: This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. If, to any degree, you are unsure about the consistency of your skill set with regard to managing your portfolio, now may be a smart time for you to ask KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein for individualized guidance. You can start with a no-obligation phone call To the KPP Financial Office in Irvine, California, or send Steve and Justin a message through investtalk.com. And be sure to save the date. On Wednesday, May 1st, Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose, California to sit down with listeners who understand the value of a no-cost portfolio review. So tell your friends and register to meet with Steve on May 1st. The Invest Talk Radio and Podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions 99 chart. I see. Just had a question on five twenty nine
1: plans and what your views are on them. Given that there is no guarantee if the child will go to college or if he or she goes to college, if he or she will get scholarships. So, how do you plan for five twenty nine plans, or is it better to just invest that money in the market separately? Thanks.
2: Well, the good thing, the thing about the five twenty for everybody else, five twenty nine plan is a college fund type plan. When you put money in it, and it grows, the money grows tax free. That's the best thing about it. There are restrictions and rules and regulations, which are the negative parts about it. Okay, so the question is, is it right for you? Well, you can you open a five twenty nine program. You have to that money has to go for college tuition and room and board for an accredited college okay and that's most colleges Uh, but it has to be paid for that for and it's paid for for the beneficiary you name when you open the five twenty nine plan however you can change that beneficiary anytime you want so if the child decides not to go to college or you don't need the money you can change the beneficiary to anybody to yourself to another child you know, and you can wait till your grandchildren are born and then sign it to them as the beneficiary. You know, and it can keep growing. So I kind of like that part of it. And the part that I don't like is the one that you mentioned, which is kind of in kind of roundabout way. I, I don't like that they limit to you the, to their choices of investments, which is usually mutual funds. And it's usually a group of them. And I don't like that part. I like the part that you have the freedom to invest in whatever you want. And that, if you invested to set money aside and invested for your child for their education, you can do whatever you want with that. But then that does not grow tax free, right? So the 529, I would probably suggest that you do a 529 plan for your child, and knowing that you may not use it for that child, but you can change the beneficiary from your child to somebody else, some other child or the next child or your grandchildren someday, or yourself, or your wife, or husband, whoever. Okay? So, kind of, yeah, I, know I, I like 529 plants. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So, new research suggests that get rid of, get rid of, get, getting rid of debt makes your mind work better. Hmm. Now, what's this research? This is out of, uh, out of the National University of Singapore, okay? And they, what they did is they followed 200 low-income people who had a windfall and had their debt paid off unexpectedly by charity, and then they tracked those people. Now, they tested them before the windfall, and then, you know, because they set this up, obviously... And they test them for cognitive functions and and the error rates of their cognitive functions. And they say that the error rate fell to 4% from 17%. So they were making decisions, uh, you know, based on the tests they were providing. And they had a 17% error rate and then went down to 4% after all their debt was paid. They also said that anxiety, anxiety, anxiety disorders went from 44% down to 33%. So, is it true? Is that is it true? I have a feeling they're going to do a lot more studies, you know, to, to prove that that's true. I will say this, that if you have no debt, it is a very nice feeling to not have to worry about paying debt. I, I think if you're in you're moving into retirement, approaching retirement, living in retirement, you don't have, you should not have any debt. Should not. It's way too difficult to maintain uh, your debt levels in retirement because now your income is fixed. And it's Social Security and you have to live on your investments and you have a lot of debt. And then you're, if you're using a credit card to add to your debt, it's just, it's a disaster waiting to happen. So. Always plan to be debt-free in retirement. That's the wisest course for most people. Now there are exceptions. I mean, there's good debt and bad debt out there. I mean, if you have rental properties and you have, you know, your debt to equity ratio is 50 percent, well, you still have debt and you're but you get more income flow, more positive cash flow. Then, you know, then that's not a bad thing to have that debt. It'd be nice not to have the debt, but if you have it. But it's taking care of itself through your rents. You see, there's reasons that I can accept that you're carrying debt. But, you know, generally speaking, you want to be debt-free. Debt-free. So, tomorrow's our jobs report, everybody. I think it's going to be important. Because if it's a bad jobs report, Mark is not going to like it at all. Um, we do need to see progress on our China-U.S. trade deal. If we want the market, I'm, I'm always looking ahead to try to figure out what's the next catalyst for the market. I don't think it's going to be earnings because the EU is in a lot bad, in a lot worse shape than most people think. And China has slowed down. So I don't think it's going to be a surprise, big, huge surprise up on earnings. I don't think that's going to be any help the market at all. So, where's that going to come from? I think the best shot is the China US trade deal. And I don't think it's going to be that supportive of the market. In other words, I don't think the market's going to just take off when that happens. But it is a fundamental supportive of the market. And we want that. You take that support away, and the market's going to have problems. This is Investalk, everybody. Give me a call 888 99Chart.
0: talk. savvy startups are choosing more affordable locations to build their business dream bases. Five places emerging as America's new technology hotspots. That story tomorrow. And also tomorrow, Steve will share highlights from the latest KPP premium newsletter. But now Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART.
2: And that's the number, 888-992-4278. Let's go to Denise in Kansas. How are you doing, Dinesh? Doing good. How are you, Steve? Good. I spent two weeks in Kansas once and loved every minute of it. Yep, it's a great place. Yeah, it sure is. What can I do for you?
3: Um, I have a question on uh, parcel energy. Uh, because you he a not Peter, E Okay. okay. I was hoping if we could what, take a look question? at the fundamentals and uh, give your opinion on it.
2: Sure. Real quick. Uh, it, uh, it's Parsley Energy Inc. out of Austin, Texas. It's a $5.5 billion company, so kind of a mid-cap, engaged in oil and gas exploration development. It's growing sales pretty darn fast. Most recent quarter is 46%. Before that, was was 100%. But that's still pretty darn good. Um, they're going to make a dollar forty-six this year, and then they're going to make two dollars and thirty cents next year. So that's a pretty, pretty good price for this company. Um, looking at a chart, yeah, they fell sharply, just like with the market in December. Haven't recovered much. Kind of been trading sideways most of the time. Down three last three days. Um, I think that fundamentally, the company looks pretty strong from the little picture I can take of it right now. Um, And, you know, with a 12 PE, it's a $17 stock going to be, make $2.30 next year. So that's telling you the stock is going to be well below 10. So yeah, from a value point of view, this is pretty reasonable. I don't like the return to equity is only 8%, but that's about the only wart, the only thing that looks bad from what I can see right here. So, yeah, I think it's a good value play. It's not paying a dividend. So, you buy this because it's it's got lots of growth, and hopefully it will reflect that growth. But it's not reflecting it right now. Denise, appreciate the call. Let's go to Sam in Sonoma. How you doing, Sam?
0: Good. How are you?
2: I am good. Thanks for the call.
0: I uh, really appreciate your show. I'm looking at purchasing V as in Victor, F as in Frank, H as in Harry, It's a financial index, and I just want to get more on the uh, fundamentals of where interest rates are going, and I'm looking to hold this as a long-term play, five to seven years, um, and see if maybe it'll be a value add when interest rates go up.
2: Okay, Vanguard Financials, uh, it is the exchange-traded funds seeking uh, uh, performance corresponding to the U.S. Financial 2550 Index, so it's tracking the index of the financials, as you pointed out, and financials work very well coming out of recession, they work very well as the economy grows, they start not to work very well when you get late in the economic cycle, and that's kind of where we are right now. Doesn't mean that they're a bad investment. It just means that they don't work as well in a late economic cycle. Um, uh, so, the, I, I would not. It would not be my first choice to buy something. But if it's your if a long-term investor, having some financials in your portfolio is kind of a thing you need to do to have proper uh, diversification. So, V F H is that uh, is that. Is that uh, financial sector of your investment? So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with holding on to it, but just know that if it goes, we start moving into recession, they will. It won't work. Therefore, it probably is going to go sideways for some time, and we'll go down in the next recession. But when it comes out of that, it'll do very well. Okay, thanks, Sam. Let's go to Nick and Hayward. How are you doing, Nick?
0: Yeah, fine, fine, Steve. Thank you for your nice show. Uh
2: I've
3: been looking at this AMD, you know, it's been going up nicely lately, but is it too late to get in? What do you think?
2: Okay, this is Advanced Micro Devices, everybody. Designs, microprocessing, embedded graphics processors, chipsets. And these chip stocks were really bad last year, basically. I mean, this was in May of a year ago. A year ago, stock was below 10. So now it's 29. It might be a little late coming into it. I, I don't. I don't know if I would buy it now because I think you're a bit late to the game, Nick. So, yeah, don't 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 do it. AMD, everybody. Not that it's a bad company, it it? It's just might be late. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program, everybody. And I thank you for your loyal support and questions. So I'll be here tomorrow when I share highlights from our latest KPP Premium newsletter that I'll be working on early, early morning before the sun lies. So have a good night, everybody.
1: Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically.